0: NBA-Strayer, how are you going? <laughs> how are you going? Are you right? I hope so. T-G-I-F, am I right? Ah, it's fucking it Friday here on nba Australia. It's April 8th. And uh, first off, I'd like to thank everybody, apparently, and their dog for fucking tagging me in the Batuta article about local white guy Jimmy starts a podcast. <laughs> Fuck all of you. Nah, I love you. Thank you. It's been funny as hell. Everybody diving in off the top rope. Dunking on your mate, Jimmy. (laughs) That's what I get. Uh, I don't have five failed podcasts behind me. Seriously. It's just this. (laughs) Oh, and Derong, guys, when we started that up in the uh, States. But that led directly into this because I got sick of Tim. Uh, Anyway, I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes here. In Larry Arm Studios, in my Latrell Sprewell jersey today. Loving this one. Giving you all the ins and outs of the NBA season. While wrapping Straya, things are getting messy. But they're also getting clear. With all the playoff seating, it's chaos. But at least we've got one of the matchups sorted. It's uh, going to be Minnesota versus the Clippers. We'll talk about that later. Danny Green finally got his Raptors ring after three years. Uh, speaking of which, no one wants to play the Raptors. Philly came up small again. Little game James. Oh, boy. Fatman, who feel the Clan. And uh, Ant-Man nearly cost his team the game today gunning for 50, which is pretty funny. Uh, we're going to wrap up all the games from today in the NBA Australia. Game wraps. It's what it says on the tin. Uh, we've got a juicy slab of That's not a knife. i oh, mate, no mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. It's Friday. So we've got Dickhead of the week. We've got some Yeah Nazi. A bit of the day. Now back take us where we're serving up a flame grill take. I absolutely love today's flame grill take. Uh, we've got a very brief Australian player watch because no Aussies actually got out there today. And uh, we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Usually, that's given away on Mondays. But we're going to do a special edition. Uh, And we'll preview and pick every game for the final weekend of your NBA regular season 2021-2022. That's it. It's the last regular season weekend. We've only got three more days. The season finishes on Monday. And then we're in the playoffs. Playoffs. Exciting times. All right. Uh, we'll talk about all that. We'll do all that and we'll finish up with a brand new. No, wait. A repeat. Cooking with Bainsey. Sorry. Got ahead of myself there. Right, let's get into it. Episode 791 of NBA Australia.
1: <laughs> Local
0: white guy Jimmy with you. All right.
1: Let's go. <laughs> This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack.
0: Uh, You better you better watch out for the Lefko attack, if you're Shaq, actually. Uh, for all the shit that uh, Shaq gives Adam Lefko there on NBA on uh, TNT, inside the NBA, when they're uh, doing their fake version of it without Ernie, without Kenny, without Chuck... Uh, Lefko. I don't know, it seems like everyone hates him, it's pretty funny, and uh, he dropped a three on Shaq, which is pretty funny, good on him. Right, let's get into today's show, the way we start every show, here at NBA Australia with the daily flip around, that's right. Got some news, Uh, Zion, watch out, the big fella, the human Mack truck, he's progressed to doing full court work, but there's still no timetable on when he can come back, Uh, so... According to reports, he was in uh, pre-game scrimmages with some of the development coaches and some of the uh, the end-of-the-roster players today. They played against Portland, so that's kind of good. If you're the Pelicans, though, I just wonder, I just wonder, do you bother? You kind of got a bit of a good thing rolling here with CJ, Jonas, and Spindle Zingram. Zion is out there. Look, you know... I love Zion because he's a hype beast. And he's just a beast. Look at him. Dude's like a fucking personified brick shithouse. I love him. the same time, are we sure that he actually contributes to a winning team? Gets a lot of numbers. Feels like just like he's died, it's a lot of empty calories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway. Be interesting to see if they get him back. If they bother. Right, other news. Uh, Chris Mannix from SI is talking about the uh, Celtics having unvaccinated guys. This is obviously very important when it comes to playing in Toronto, which is uh, still a feasible matchup with the Celtics in the first round and onwards, obviously, uh, because Mannix came out and said, my understanding is Jalen Brown is unvaccinated, Al Horford is unvaccinated. Now, you know that we've sort of thrown around some nooms in the last few weeks because there were four guys who sat out their last trip and uh, Time Lord, he was injured. But look, I'm kind of uh, kind of just like, eh, look, get fucking vaccinated. What are you, an idiot? And if you are, then you're a fucking idiot. Boom, here we are. So the Celtics bringing that among themselves with Jalen Brown, a uh, vice president of the Players Association. He's like, I don't want to talk about anyone's vaccination status, so including my own. It's like, just what? Just say yes or no, you idiot. Uh, and Al Horford, always been a weird sketch-o, that one. But anyway. Other oh, I mean, if you're a Celtics fan, how do you feel about that? Like, if they got stuck with the Raptors, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we thought we were winning the title. Now we're going to go play three games, possibly, in Toronto without two of our starting five. Just because they're morons of a Kyrie level. Anyway, other news, some waving. That's right, Trevor Ariza said bye-bye. They waved goodbye <laughs> to Trevor Ariza. <laughs> I assume that's why they call it a waving be there's an eye in there. Yeah, but there's no eye in team. Uh, Trevor Reza, they're going to use that open roster spot for the last two games of this season on a young player. Rad.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, look, we thought we'd try Trevor, but now it's the end of the season. We realize he's fucking shit. Yep. I couldn't tell you that
0: three and a half years ago. Trevor Reza has sucked for ages. Uh, and the Nets waived James Johnson, which actually I don't like very much. Look, he gave them a bit of size, and obviously his nickname is goddamn Bloodsport. Uh, MMA fighter, he gives them a bit of fight, a bit of size off the bench. And now they've sort of got not much size off that bench, apart from LaMarcus Aldridge, who's essentially softer than the Marshmallow Man. Uh, you know, dude had a heart problem, so I'm not going to shit on him too much. But at the same time, like this is the Nets' own fault, because Kessler Edwards has been a two-way player this season. And uh, to actually have him play in the postseason... He needs to be converted to an actual contract, so they had to waive an existing player. I don't know about you, but I feel like James Johnson gives you more than, I don't know, Blake Griffin. At the same time, obviously, I can imagine on the team, uh, full of stars like Kyrie and KD and co. James Johnson's sort of, you know, just a bit of an enforcer. I feel like you need enforcers, though. Blake hasn't done shit this year. He's cooked. He's cooked. He's more cooked than the old man snags. I like him, black jibby. It's like, all right, dad, good on you. Um, but still, Blake, he is giving you absolutely nothing this season, whereas James Johnson is actually, I don't know, providing defense, some fight. And you saw it yesterday in the first three quarters of that Knicks game. God damn, he's a- he's actually not played the last few games because of a non-COVID illness, and uh, they've really missed him. So. I think that combo of James Johnson and Ben Simmons ever came back, much handier for the Nets than just having Blake Griffin around. It's like, oh, but I was the number one pick. Yeah, but you're shit now. And you can't do anything. You can barely fucking move. You're like six years younger than me, and I think I look better running down a court. Anyway, uh, no real choice there for the Nets. I mean, this is the problem with them picking up Goran Dragic with Ben Simmons being injured, Joe Harris being injured and co., Uh, just a bit of a uh, roster squeeze for the Nets, and James Johnson, unfortunately, is the uh, guy who misses out. Other news, John Wall in a great der of history. John Wall has exercised his $47.4 million player option for next season. You ready? You ready? Oh, der! <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yes, in uh, other news, uh, water is wet, sky is blue, sun hot. Yeah, uh, good on you, John Wall. Make that money. And uh, some other nice little sort of, you know, stuff floating around. Rusty Westbrook. I love that Mark Stein, so he's now left, uh, was the New York Times after being at ESPN, goes to the Times. Now he's got his uh, own little shub and he's just floating out, oh, you know who's like the, the name that keeps coming up for like uh, Russell Westbrook? It's Charlotte. Uh, what? <laughs> you know, the, the team with like, Three point cards already. All right. Cool, bro. Cool. Uh, it's also one of those things that it feels like the Hornets are always kind of like, ah, we'll kick the tires at Dwight Howard and we'll see what happens. And like it always fails badly. Uh, but there's no fucking way I'm bringing Russell Westbrook into that goddamn uh, Hornets team. Ugh, gross. Just to make the salaries match. I mean, who are you giving up? I mean, sure, you're throwing Terry Rosé into a uh, any trade, but ugh. The rest of it stinks. And the last bit of news, as I mentioned at the top, Danny Green, uh, he finally, finally got his ring. So he had been offered to uh, basically have his ring brought to him a couple of times when he was in L.A. He could have gone on with the Lakers when they played the Raptors in the bubble, uh, when the Sixers played in Tampa last year, uh, or even the preseason. He waited basically to do it in front of uh, the crowds in Toronto, which is fucking cool. So good on you, Danny Green. Loved it. All right, let's do some game raps. Game raps. Game raps. Game raps. Game raps. Game raps. raps, That's right. Charlotte Hornets kicked the crap out of Orlando 128-101. You might remember on yesterday's show, I was umming and ahhing about the 13.5-point spread. Ended up landing on Charlotte because their offense will just get going and you just can't stop it if you don't have a half-decent defense. And boom, here we are, Orlando. (laughs) <laughs> Their defense is uh, how you say, how you say. Yeah, shit. Uh, Charlotte feasts on teams like that. So, boom, they're up 20 at the half after a big second quarter. They ran up like 40 on them. Boom, out of nowhere. Game over. Uh, then there was a bit of a fight. It was pretty fun. A bunch of players got ejected. Uh, it was kind of like Admiral Schofield's getting in there. You're like, guys, RJ Hampton trying to fight JT though I don't know why. Whatever. Trez is having a bit of a laugh. Uh, still, Look, Magic's still spreading out their minutes. Makes it tough to stay competitive, which is their exact point. That's great tanking. Like, you're still getting minutes into young dudes, but you have no chance of winning. This is perfect. Uh, so good on him. Uh, chuma Akiki, he, he was awesome. Is that a sneaky good season, Is Chuma? He had 27-4 with three steals and a couple of blocks. Mo Wagner, hello, had 17, 12-6 for uh, Fultz. Speaking of, like, sort of comeback seasons, Fultz is just chugging along, and he's in the exact perfect situation, isn't he? No one gives a shit about the poor Magic. And that's perfect for Fultz. After all of the goddamn spotlight and glare and shit that he copped in uh, Philly, now he's just getting to work back on his game, get back up to speed, and he's been all right, so good on him. Tell you what, he's been better than Ben Simmons this year. Oh, Jimmy, that's a good one because Ben Simmons hasn't played. Yeah, I know. Lamelo had twenty six, eight, and nine. He was unreal and a great between the legs alley oop pass. That was sick. Uh, twenty two for Terry Rolls A he had two or seven from downtown. Ubrae six now of the bench. Miles Bridges couldn't hit a shot. Four or twelve, but he had thirteen point six rebounds. Either way, Orlando dropped to twenty one and sixty. When you get to sixty wins, you like uh, uh sixty losses rather. You're just like, Oh, that is just a big number. Sixty. Oof. Uh meanwhile, Charlotte, forty one of thirty nine. Good on him. Isn't that nice? Um oh, we're gonna make the play in we're gonna be alright. Uh and Charlotte, look, that leaves them still in tenth. Um still a game back of the Hawks. And uh, so they're basically gonna have to play you know, the Nets or the Hawks. Here we go. Good on you, Charlotte. 41 39. It's not a half bad season so far. Philly lost in Toronto because it was a big game against a good team, and that's what Philly do. Huge win for the Raps, even without Fred Van Vliet, the fight in Van Vliet, or the OG Ananobi, 119-114 Toronto. Hold on. Uh, this is my pick yesterday. I thought Fred Van Vliet would be good. Nope. And I was like, holy crap, he's not playing. Still had the pick in, though, so off we go. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Is there a more predictable outcome at the moment in the NBA than the Sixers coming up short in a big game? Ah... Uh, I know. No, there isn't. Uh, Pascal Sikkim Siakam was awesome. Just did everything. Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr. was on one. And every time it looked looked like uh, Philly might sneak their way back into it right at the end, Toronto just had an answer. It was amazing. Big shots everywhere. And especially down the stretch, like Gary getting to the line, hitting big threes. Siakam just doing everything. Meanwhile, the Sixers, I mean, they were just like relying on Danny Green playing his one great game for this, I don't know, two-month stretch. He goes 6 or 7 from downtown. He had 18 points in front of his old, uh, old club. Embiid had 30 and 10, but needed a little bit more. He went over 4 from downtown. Uh, Maxi had 22, goes 4 or 5 from 3. And uh, Tobias Harris had 8 points and 8 shots. Oh, I've got to pay him the max, man. Uh, and if you needed more evidence of little game, James... Uh, James Harding, Look, we're playing against Toronto. Look, you'd be tough. Can you step your game up? You got a boss. Uh, 13 points. had right, 15 assists, man. Yeah, but you shot three of 12, James. What are you doing, mate? Three turnovers, one of four from downtown. He stinks. And like, this is one of those classic games where the Sixers, if they get anything from their bench, they went 19 of 36 from three as a team and they lose, which is chaos. George Nian goes three of seven from downtown. Shake Milton, three of four in his threes. If you, you're the Sixers, and your bench gives you a skerrick of points here. You should win that game. But James Harden stunk. They didn't have Aussie Maddie T because he's not eligible to play in Toronto. Get boosted, Maddie. What are you doing? And so Toronto wins. Siakam did everything, though. 37, 11, and 12. He was amazing. God damn it. He just had the look in his eyes like, ah, I'm going to win this for us. Gary, he had 30. He goes 5-8 from downtown. 20 for to Sature. Hit five threes as well. 13-10 and 10 for Scoob. Scotty Barnes, that's his new nickname, just a heads up. And Chris Bobby Boucher had 7 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 blocks. Just chaos engine out there sometimes. Anyway, Philly, 49-31 and 31 now. The irony is losing to the Raps makes it more likely that they play the Raps, uh, which is not good, I reckon, for Philly. Anyway, Toronto, 47-33. and 33. Hanging out, chilling. They're in the 5 spot. Two games behind Philly, actually, and two games up on the Bulls in 6. Boston! Lost in Miliwauke. I hear it's Algonquin for the good land. It was today, even though it almost felt like it wasn't. 127-121. Huge game. The Celtics without Al Horford or Jason Tatum. Oh, probably better rest before the playoffs, Say, hey? Didn't matter. They couldn't miss from three. The Celtics just went absolutely hammering songs. It did feel like the Bucks had this under control. Then a big third quarter by Boston. They're up. You're like, holy shit, what has happened? Seriously, the Bucks are up 10 at the half. Huge third quarter from uh, Danny Tice. He had 15 in the third quarter, which is hilarious. Boston had the lead a couple of times. They, I think, they're only down five going to the fourth, and they're right back in it. Bang! They're up five in the fourth quarter. And the Bucks are like, "What is going on?" They don't. They've got like Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and nobody, and they're beating us. It was because they couldn't miss a three. <laughs> they hit 21 threes. And anyway, tie, gets tied up after a bunch of threes, a couple of free throws. Bucks up one with a minute to go, and then. Yeah, I mean, it turns into a six-point game at the end. Danny Tice misses a uh, amazing inbounds point-blank layup off an inbounds. Incredible stuff. The Bucks hold on from there. Very strange end. The uh, three-point shooting just fell off right at the end for the Celtics. As mentioned, though, twenty-one they hit twenty-one of fifty. I'm no math magician, but that's pretty good. Uh, smart. He was a big part of that. 7 and 12 from downtown. He had 29 points and 7 assists. Jalen Brown had a triple double. 22, 10, and 11. He was really good. 19 for Derek White. 4 of 8 from 3. Danny Tice goes for 22, 5, and 3. And hit 3 triples. Danny Tice. Did you learn something new down there in Houston, Danny? Uh, Grant Williams was not very good. Uh, 2 or 7. But Pritchard, he had 12 off the bench. Hauser at 3 or 4 from downtown. What a fight from this bench mob Celtics. It was very fun. Bucks. Giannis, Chris Milton, and Drew Holiday became the first trio to have 20-plus points, 8-plus rebounds, 5-plus assists, and two steals in an NBA game ever. It's pretty gnarly. Ever. Since, what, 73-74 when they brought in steals as a category. Um, Giannis ends up with 29-11-5 with a couple of steals. Oh, four in his threes, though. Midi, he goes 22-8-9 with a couple of steals. Drew, 29-8-8 eight, eight with three steals. Amazing. That's what made this so weird and funky, that they couldn't put away this like bench mob Celtics. Anyway, Blopez had 15 and 7. Portis goes 17 and 7. He goes three, four from three as well, and they just managed to sneak over the line. So, either way, with that, Boston dropped to 50 and 31. Bucks are 50 and 30. And uh, in terms of the seeding and the standings, you've still got the Bucks then in the two spot. Boston dropped to three. Uh, they're a half game up on the sixes in four. So interesting. Minnesota beat the Spurs 127-121. Wolves are in control of this after they got the lead early in the second. Off they went, smashing them the rest of the way up by double figures, basically just chilling, and then they weren't. Because Anthony Edwards, would had played his ass off all game, realized he was on 47, went, hang on a minute, I'll get a 50-point game. Starts jacking threes early in the shot clock just to get to the 50. Meanwhile, the Spurs just go, alright, fucking sure, bro. We might just I mean, I know we're down 14, but shit, we might try to win this. And the Spurs just scored, and scored, and scored. Ant-Man just kept jacking threes, jacking threes. He took three threes from the same spot. Missed all, wasn't even close on them either. And you're like, dude, just find a different spot. (laughs) Uh, It was, seriously, it was a 12-point game with a minute 36 to go, and then it was a four-point game. Within like a minute. You're like, what has happened? Anyway, they end up just settling. Cal Anthony Downs gets fouled. Like, they're Fucking purposefully fouling so they can get Ant-Man a crack at this. Pat Bev hits a massive three just to keep it okay, but nah. Insane stuff. Never trust the Wolves covering a uh, spread, as I always say. They just missed it today. They had it all game, but then boom. Uh, the Spurs, they had eight and double figures. Calder Johnson had 20 again. He's unreal. Uh, six rebounds, five assists, 18 for Devin Vassell. He goes four of eight from downtown. Teenage Mutant, Jakob 15 points, 17 rebounds and three blocks. Trey Jones got absolutely obliterated by Ant-Man. 14-8 uh, for him. Zach Collins, 13-3. No Jock Lando with his ankle injury, his foot injury, so it uh, sucks. But anyway, Wolves, 49 for Ant-Man. Really soured at the end with that gunning for 50. Literally, I appreciate you should go for 50, but... The launching threes, it was just weird and fucky. And good on the Spurs for trying to stop him because they nearly won the game. 21-13 and for Carl Anthony Towns. Malik Beasley, he rolled in and uh, had 11 points. How did he do it, though?
1: Oh!
0: Yeah, he goes 3 of 11. And 11 points for uh, Noel as well. San Antonio, they dropped to 34 and 46 now. But obviously, they're still in the uh, 10 spot in the play in. You love that. Uh, two games back of the Pals and Minnesota. They clinch hosting the Clippers in the 7 8 play in game with that win. Off we go. They're going to host it. Good on them. Isn't that nice? Last couple of games. Portland kicked. Oh, and wait, no, Portland got the shit kicked out of them. Sorry. <laughs> one twenty-seven ninety-four. This is a belting. Even with Spindles resting, CJ played his old team again. Um, this is a case of the advantage of having good backups like Willie Hernan Gomez and Jose Alvarado who can just still kick the shit out of G League dudes. And that's what they did. They smashed them. Uh, yeah, whatever. Portland attacking. Good win for New Orleans. Uh, Drew Banks. Drew Eubanks. Okay, 20-5. CJ Allaby with the great hair. CJ with the good hair, 17 points. Diddy Lozada, 3 or 4 from downtown for his 11 points. CJ McCollum had 23 points, 7 assists, 3 steals, goes 5 or 10 from 3. My name is Jonas, had 14 and 8. Willie! Willie Hernan Gomez had 17 and 14 in 26 minutes. And Trey Murphy knocked in a bunch of threes, he had 12 points. Portland, that's a tank for the ages. I think they're like 2 and 15 since All-Star. They're 27 and 53. New Orleans, 36-44, two games up on the Spurs for the 9 seed. Memphis got smoked. They got straight killed by Denver.
1: he got straight <laughs>
0: killed. 122, 109. It wasn't even that close. They're up 30. Uh, bit of a late run by the Grizz. Not enough. Like, they kept Joker in because uh, why not? He's making a run at MVP. He was wearing a headband. That was sick. A red headband as well. I'm here for it. I like the headband Joker. Let's go. Uh, for the Grizz, they just yeah couldn't hit a shot. And uh, Denver ran over the top of them bit of a demoralizing one for Memphis, uh, but what can you do? Triple J had 10 points. Ugh, two rebounds in 24 minutes, not ideal. Dylan Brooks, 12 points on fucking 6 of 15, shooting, gross. Desmond Bain had 14 on 5'11", shooting the Nugs, 35, 16, and 6 for Joker. What are you doing? Five steals, unbelievable. He's going to pop up again later. Hashtag, spoiler alert, 22 for Aaron Eyre. Gordon, 16 for Wheel the Thrill, and 16 and 7 for Bones Highland. Love it. Memphis, 55 and 25 now. Denver. 48-33. and 33. Denver still in the sixth spot. Half a game back of the Yaz. Memphis uh, obviously having locked in the two seed. And the last game, the Lakers got smashed by Golden State. 128-112. Skeleton crew for the Lakers today. Um, no LeBron James. No Anthony Davis. Not even the much maligned. Rusty Westbrook. Not even Mello. He's got a non-COVID illness. They didn't even play Avery Bradley. And off you go. Uh clay went hand, but they kept it close that was kind of the fun part like tht played his ass off warriors out there trying to keep the three seed 65 62 at the half warriors kept in it because clay was going hand from three i think he had six in the first half and then boom 13 to three run from the warriors close out the third quarter had them up seven going to the fourth and they rolled from their pool brought them home uh legs had nothing going in the fourth quarter it was pretty funny actually um Golden State rang up 37 on them in the fourth quarter. Yeah, uh, The Lakers' THT. He's dynamite. 40 points. Unbelievable. Late season THT is just unreal. Just, we better pay that, man. Yeah, he's played three good games all season. What are you doing? Uh, 24-7-4 and for Malik Monk. Dwight Howard goes 16-12. and He went 1-1 from downtown as well. Love that. Warriors' clay at 33. 6-10 from downtown. Pool with 19 points, 11 assists, 17 for Wigo. 10s each for Otto Porter Jr. and GP2. Aka the mitten. It's eight straight losses now for the Lakers. They're 31 and 49. Oh, we're going to close out this season on a good night by getting belted each and every day. 51 and 29 for the Warriors. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a nice. That's a knife. Ah, a couple of great ones today. Joker with the 35, 16, and six. With five steals wearing the headband. That was awesome. 16 to 24 from the floor. One of three from downtown. The 49 from Ant-Man. Gunning for 50. Uh, 49 points, eight assists, 16 to 28 for shooting, six of 14 from downtown. He was going great guns, and then it all fell off right at the end. I don't want to ping him for that because it was a bit gross. It's like, just get to the fucking hoop. What are you doing? Uh, and Pascal of Siakam, though, I think I want to give this to him because he won that game for the Raptors. Like, they're the consummate sort of team, team, the Raptors. But Siakam, when he steps up, 37-11-12, a couple of steals, shoots 14-28 and from the floor, couldn't hit a three, One a seven on threes, but just controlled it. His defense, his activity on offense just kept possessions alive. He played his ass off, and it was awesome because he's like the exact opposite of Tobias Harris. <laughs> and it's never more clear than when they play. It's like, Tobias Harris, can you uh, come out and help us win? He's like, oh, yeah, maybe. What do you need, eight points, eight shots? Yeah, see if I can do that. Siakam goes out and gets a 37-11-12. Amazing vibes. Spud of the night! Spud,
1: spud, 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 spud,
0: spud,
1: Spot of the night. Spud Spot of the
0: night. A uh, few spuds around. Aaron Naismith, oh boy. That was a bit of a raffle, I'll tell you. The, uh... Celtics, it's like, yeah, cool, we'll roll Naismith out there. 12 minutes goes 0 of 3, all of which are from downtown. Zero rebounds, zero assists, and two turnovers in 12 minutes. That is just a 12 minute spud. Uh, 2 of 10 shooting for Thad Young. I love old junk back, it's Thad, uh, but it wasn't really that great from the floor today. 1 of 6 for Naz Reed. But really, uh, I want to land this one on Fat uh, Man Hoop, Philly Clant, because he was real fucking bad. He really was. So Harden, just, I don't know what it is about these big games. Uh, What, he had 32 in that Milwaukee game at the end of March, Uh, 29 against the Clippers, 24 against the Lakers, but that is just, the rest of the sort of games, it's like, yeah, cool, I'm going to ring up 26 at Orlando. What do you think about that? You're like, dude, can you just rock up for a good game? The 3-17 against Brooklyn looms large in my brain. Uh, the 2 of 11 against phoenix it's like every time they play a half decent team his last four games last five games rather he's gone 4 of 15 4 of 10 4 of 13 4 of 10 and then today james harden went 3 of 12 yeah not only does he look like a spud he's playing like one too who's all made no mates Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Old mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Uh, Julius Randall, apparently, uh, out there just deleting all of his, uh, basically his uh, Instagram (laughs) nickdom. It's like, is he seriously doing this? Okay. Okay, cool. So uh, I think he might be uh, out of here, right? He's unfollowed the nicks. He's unfollowed all the Knicks players. He's deleted all his Knicks pictures, except for one with RJ Barrett for Slam Magazine. That's it. Julius Randall. So you guys booed me here after you loved me so much last year. Yeah, because you played like shit. This is what New York does. If you're good, they fucking love you. If you suck, you're going to hear about it. Julius. Unbelievable scenes. Enjoyed that one. So he's unfollowed, though, basically, like everybody. And uh, not great. Not great. Definitely old mate, no mates. Who copped the pantsing today? Daddy, fat, fat, fat. Daddy, daddy, fat, fat. I mentioned Trey Jones getting detonated on by Ant-Man. Uh Ant-Man, look, he's had a weird year. I mean, the Malik Beasley being back, D Lo um sort of asserting himself on that team, Carlton Town saying a bit of a step up. ant man sort of falling through the cracks here and there. Uh, missed some games with an injury, and it's like, ugh, oh. but man, the 49th today was awesome. And then when he uh, demolished rated Trey Jones, you saw it. Uh, Malik Monk erased Wiggins, absolutely erased him. Holy shit! Going up for a uh, bit of a layup, Malik Monk comes flying in, and uh, Andrew Wiggins is like, "Oh, oh, come on, bro, that was a really good shot, eh? Up in Canada, we wouldn't be so mean." Uh, Jalen Brown slapped the fuck out of a uh, Giannis bucket, where Giannis is just so used to getting these easy. Uh, Sort of like finger rolls. Jalen Brown's like, motherfucker, bang, get that out of here. Uh, Lomelo, the between the legs off the backboard alley-oop to Montrez was amazing, and that is a, a bit of a pantsing for Orlando, isn't it? It's like when Lamelo's doing crazy shit like that, it's like an all-star game. It's like, yeah, that's a bit of a pantsing. And, of course, I mentioned Naismith before in Spud of the Night. He also inbounded it straight to Chris Middleton, who then laid it in. Naismith's like, what? Ah, oh, come on. It's like, Aaron, you threw the ball. <laughs> Mate, what are you doing? Middleton 100% pants then. All right, and final, oh well, no, actually, we've got two more. Better than Lonzo Ball.
1: <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. you coming for everybody.
0: Coming for everybody. Precious Achua, 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal and a block. Seven of 11 from the floor. He went five of seven from three, did Precious. Loved it. And of course, today Ben Alonzo Ball was his little brother Lamelo, twenty-six, eight and nine, with four steals, four or 10 from downtown, and the aforementioned between the legs off the backboard alley-oop. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. It was so fucking cool. That was sick. Finally, dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the week. Just imagine being Julius Randall's teammate. It's like, hey man, we. Did you just fucking delete me from Instagram? What are you doing? Like, I'm not the one doing this to you, Julius. That is such a fucking petty dickhead move. I am just like, what are you doing? Uh, Trey Mann gets a dickhead of the week nod as well uh, for giving, I don't know, one of the random dudes that the Clippers played yesterday, uh, the too small. Gave him the old too small on the Phoenix Suns. Like, they're random dudes that they've sort of added to the roster to play yesterday. Um, it was like Lundberg or Ish Wainwright or whatever it was out there, and he's just like train manager giving him the two smalls. Like, dude, come on, man, this dude was in the G League yesterday. And uh, another dickhead of the week, Kyrie, trying to have word. He heard somebody in New York say some shit to him. He turns around, taps a bloke on the back of the on the back of the shoulder, and uh, the dude turns around. He's like, "Oh fuck, it's Kyrie. What's going on?" And Kyrie's like, hey, "Man, what the fuck?" And he's like, "What are you doing?" Very clearly, Kyrie. Uh, pinpointed the wrong fan who said some shit and uh, <laughs> which is he then apologised straight after the game but yeesh I was a bit hooted in half time yeah no shit uh, so go watch that video it's pretty funny All Right, let's do some yeah nice right
1: after this this is Cam Glidden this is Anthony Drimmick this is Miss McCarran this is Jason Kiddie, this is Daryl McDonald hey guys this is Hugh Greenwood yo what's going on this is Ellie this is Mark Worthington or commonly known as war and you're listening to, Australia. You listen to NBA Australia
0: you're listening to NBA Australia and you're listening to NBA Australia you're
1: listening to NBA Australia you NBA Australia you're listening to NBA Australia and you're listening to NBA Australia
0: you're listening to NBA Australia all right let's do some yarns they brought to you by NBA Australia shop that's right get your merch get your merch
1: Timo! Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it!
0: Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, go get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, a stubby holder, whatever you need. Go check it out at slash shop. We've got the rose gold t-shirts, the logo tees, the hoodies are comfy as. Go check it out. Uh, click on any links through the uh, socials, nbastradio.com slash shop. Off you go. Right, Samir so Nas, number one. Same with the Nets question from yesterday. Did that Sixers-Raptors game today mean anything? Yeah, nah. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. 100%. It's another time that we've said. Well, all right. A, this is why no one wants to play the Raptors, right, in the first round. And B, this is why the Sixers just kind of stink. Like, they're a bit cooked because they kind of suck. And really, this is just another example. As I mentioned, you're playing a half-decent team, and James Harden goes, No, I'm good. All right, but I've got, like, 15 assists, man. Yeah, but... Come on, man. Like, I'm one of these big-ish kind of stages when you really need desperately to win. It'd be nice if you showed up once this season, James. I'm just saying. Holy moly. Like, it is getting to a point where it's, like, endemic, and you're like, dude, the little game James thing started off as a joke. It might just have to, like, stick. Little game James, Harden. Oof, brutal. Um, There's another good one. I saw someone somewhere uh, saying is load management even a problem in referring to Adam Silver and uh, we need more stars to play more often? It's like, so I don't know, is load management still a problem? Yeah, nah, fuck yes. And this, I think, is just like an indictment on basketball media and NBA Twitter, like, just not knowing their ass from their elbow and being a bunch of fucking couch-sitting NBA nerds uh, rather than going to a shit ton of games because this is always about... Like, load management is about... The family of four who have just splurging on fuck it, we'll go to this game. That's going to be awesome. We'll go to one game a year. We'll go to maybe two games a year or something like that. It's a mum taking her two kids to a game. It's Uncle fucking Jimmy over here taking, like, a nephew and a niece or something. Just to, If you're a casual fan, you're not on Twitter fucking 24-7, you roll in, and it's like, cool, we paid money to see the dudes play, and then they're not. You'd be like, "What the fuck is going on? Oh, are they injured? Oh, it's like, yeah, he's just he's resting. The fuck are we doing? Yeah, we need to. Ins- I love the idea though of Adam Silver. Oh, we need to incentivize them. I'm gonna talk about that in a second, but yeah, beyond the millions and millions upon millions of dollars that they're playing pa- are being paid to play, Jesus Christ, that's insane. But yeah, load management for the fans, like, it sucks. It absolutely sucks because we want to see the best product out there at all times, right? Obviously, as a player, you'd be like, yeah, man, like I can't play at my best if I'm fucking ground down to a nub because of the length of this fucking season and playing game in, game out just ruins you a little bit. Flip side, Ian Bassett, one of my favorite painters out there, uh, shot the old DM. Maybe players would be less likely to skip games if the season wasn't so long, yeah, nah. It's probably a very unpopular opinion, he added. Uh, yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, this is the thing that I hit on yesterday in the unpopular opinion of the day just shorten the fucking season, you cowards. Everybody has to take a bit of a uh, trim on the door proceeds, obviously. Oh, we don't want to lose money though. It's like, what is it then? You're gonna arrest dudes, you're gonna annoy fans, or are you gonna uh lose money, and you know that the answer is gonna be the first one <laughs> 100% of the time. Definitely. As I said yesterday, you saw how good Kyrie was playing when he was only playing like, you know, once once every so often. Once or twice a week maybe max. Yeah, he was killing it because he gets to fucking rest. So, shorten the season to 60, off we go. At the very least to 72. Just eke out like the times where you have to play four games in, you know, five or six days It's just too fucking much. So, I mean, far be it for me to, you know, take the side of players having a bit of a bitch and moan for being paid 30 million bucks to play 82 games in a season. Oh, poor me. You're being paid to do that. At the same time, it is a grind. So the NBA should just go, right, fuck it. It's 72 games, deal with it. Off we go. Shorten the schedule. Figure this out. Or fucking find them an actual substantial amount when they sit players. Because when was the last time you heard that? Remember how that was a massive, massive point of focus like two, three years ago? Yeah, went by the wayside, just like the physical play this year. And last one, I am Matty S, NBA Australia. Yeah, nah, Embiid should offer comeback at 100K to step on LeBron's ankle so he can't game the system and steal the scoring title. I don't think he needed to. LeBron's going to sit it out and try to take the moral high road, right, I think. Fascinating to see if he plays against the OKC tomorrow, though. Right, Unpopular opinion of the day.
1: Now look at me, please. Look at me, look
0: at me, look at me. Ah... Uh, So you saw it today with uh, Boston. I absolutely hate tanking for seeding purposes. Hate it because the basketball gods are gonna get you. They're gonna get you. Like also, you oh we need to rest our our guys a little bit anyway. It's like bullshit. There's like because of the play-in tournament. If you're a playoff team in the top six, you get a four or five day rest. Like next week, you don't play. Like, next Tuesday, there's no games. Next Wednesday, you've got the first playing, playing games. By the end of it, you're like, well, shit, we've got basically a week off. And there's tanking for seating purposes. Or at least sort of going, oh, we need to rest our dudes. We'll still, well, the rest of our guys will try. It's like, I don't know, man. It just sits fucking wrong with me. I don't know how you feel about it, but I get that you're trying to uh, game the system a little bit. I think sometimes, though, as you saw with the Bucks last year, just going, fuck it, I don't care. They steamroll the heat. And the Bucs are doing it again this year. It's like, we don't care. We'll be the two seed. If we play fucking Brooklyn, we play Brooklyn. We'll kick the shit out of Brooklyn. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should. That's what you should believe. Not the, ah, oh, I don't want to play those guys. I'm a bit afraid. Guess what? Then you fucking should be. You cowards. <laughs> right. Lastly, our back takeouts. It's Friday at our back. And you know what that means? Oh, yeah, to go with your Aussie ties. It's four for one, 2GIF. Oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, no prick in Australia drinks this shit, but here we go. Only at back, and it goes great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is... The NBA should implement a Brownlow-esque system if you want to incentivise players to play as many games as possible. That's right, after every game, the refs get together, award the one... Two and three votes each and every game for both teams combined. And at the end of the year, that's your MVP. No more bloody whining about, oh, how do we judge MVP? No more whining about missed games. It's like, if you miss games, dickhead, sucked in. Only at our back. I actually fucking love this. Love it. Brownlow voting. That's your NBA MVP. Look at Joker. He's running through the tape right now. Embiid has done the same thing. They'd be neck and neck. You literally break down almost game in, game out. How have they dominated all season? Did they get three points, three votes in each? One vote. M. Bridges. Two votes.
1: T. Rosé. Three votes. J teeth it'll <laughs> be fucking awesome
0: let's go stole that idea from a uh, friend of the program Aaron Cox <laughs> that's so good right, we'll be back in the second with Australia Player Watch right after this this is Matthew Delvedover and you're listening to NBA Australia Alright, Australian Player Watch today is pretty easy. No Patty Thrills, no Benny Simmons, no Maddie T because he can't play in Toronto because he's ineligible. And this is the thing I talked about on yesterday's show. He had been mentioned as being uh, vaccinated, so we don't know if he's just not boosted. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's a very, very tricky situation for both Philly and Boston, obviously, if they have to play Toronto. Uh, Philly obviously being in the fourth spot right now means it's much more likely. So, that sucks. Maddie. what are you doing? You're letting the team down. And no Josh Green, because Dallas didn't play. And no Jock Landau, didn't play against Minnesota today. Obviously out with his uh, foot. So hopefully he's back soon. Uh, right, let's run Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba, the special edition, because we hit a big, big, big milestone today, didn't we? It was awesome. So let's talk about that in the award. It's the
1: first annual- Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba War- Clap it up. Yeah, there you go.
0: Uh, Because as uh, one of the folks chiming into, uh, hey, Jimmy, did you see the Batuta article? It's you. I'm like, fuck off, everybody. (laughs) Loved it. Uh, Scotty Baxter. (laughs) He's like, yeah, yeah, got you, Jimmy. And I'm like, yeah,
1: thanks, man. Everybody's dunking on me.
0: Uh, He's like, how about this MVP race? I'm like, yes because I had the uh, I mentioned I think it was on Monday's show maybe Tuesday uh, maybe Wednesdays but the last 15 games our Giannis has gone 33 12 and 5 and has gone 33 13 and 4 Jokic has gone 31 13 and 8 it's absolutely chaos and then Nikola Jokic today needed 31 points to become the only player in NBA history to have a 2000 point 1000 rebound 500 assist season And then he did it because he went out and had 35 points. That is amazing. It is absolutely... He's got two games left as well. That is a 2,000, 1,500 season, the only one in NBA history. That is an outstanding achievement in the field of excellence to the point where this season of Joker, you know where it's got to go, don't you? You know where it's got to go.
1: This is going straight to the pool
0: room. At the same time, this entire season might go straight to the pool room because of this MVP race. And, as I just mentioned, the Brownlow voting. Just imagine if this was implemented now. We'd be sitting on, fuck. We'd be counting back 80 games worth of voting and go, shit, did Embiid get one or two or three in that one? What about Giannis? What about Joker? And who knows what had happened? Because Embiid has had 12, 40, and 10 games this season. That's the most ever tied with Moses Malone and Rusty Westbrook. 40 and 10. That is sick. He's had 12 of them. Uh, Moses and Rusty actually won the MVP that season. They had the uh, 40 and 10 games 12 times. So you've got Giannis doing just a 33 13 and 5. Embiid a 33 13 and 4. Joker the 31 13 and 8. Like, it's insane. So, Joker becomes the first player in NBA history with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists in a season. Will Chamberlain missed it by 8 points in 1967. Oscar missed it by 15 rebounds in 61. And Kareem missed it by 87 assists in 1975. So, tough scenes there, but you sort of love to see it. Right, Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. It was great to see Paddy actually get the uh, actual sort of uh, tweet machine up and fired yesterday. Enjoyed that. Uh, but today, this one's going to be Jingle Joe Ingles again, because as mentioned, we've uh, talked about Autism Awareness Month, and uh, Jingles is going hammering songs at the moment, so really, really good stuff. He's out there uh, rocking out. First off, 11 hours ago, he had the uh, coffee emoji, coffee emoji, enjoy that one, but most of all, he's got the, uh, here we go, the Cookies. Unbelievable! So spring break for this educator. I stopped in at Chip Cookies Co. to get some autism awareness cookies. Thank you, Joe Ingalls and Renee Ingalls, for sharing your story. I work for uh, children birth to three and has helped with uh, helping our parents with early detection. Hashtag autism acceptance. Love that. Another one saying, after going downtown, we just stopped by for a box of Jacob's autism chip. Love it. Cookies. Uh, they're wonderful. Having a daughter with ASD is a blessing every day. Thanks to all you do, Joe Ingalls, Renee, at Uh, At Renee Ingalls, hashtag Autism Acceptance Month. And Jingles retweets that saying, appreciate you heading down. Love Art Emoji, Love Art Emoji, all the blue Love Art Emojis. And James Meyer says, if anyone in the SLC area would like some cookies, I'd like to buy some of Jacob's Autism cookies. Unfortunately, they don't ship, only local delivery. I'd be happy to donate. At Joe Ingalls. And Jingles retweeted that someone. Reach out to James. Appreciate the support, mate. Love it. That's awesome. The uh, Chip Happens cookies look incredible. And jingles always doing his bit for autism awareness, like a fucking legend. Hey and Renee, absolutely unreal. Right, let's do some game previews for the final weekend of the NBA regular season. Game previews, game previews. Thanks, inadvertent vein Not a problem, I'm Jimmy. Excited for the weekend. Ah, oh, you know I am. Get on the tins tonight. Uh, got crowded house tomorrow evening. That'll be fun. Yeah, should be all right. Big weekend ahead. Uh, We went four of seven on the picks today. Um, Annoyingly, (laughs) bloody Spurs. Uh, Coming all the way back, spoiling the Minnesota pick or else we would have smashed it, I think. Uh, Because we nailed the Milwaukee pick yesterday, the Toronto pick, uh, the Charlotte pick, and then... uh, Missed out on the, actually, and hit the Golden State one as well, but yeah, missed out on Denver and San Antonio and stuff. So anyway, four of seven, you'll take that. That leaves us at 680 correct picks for the year of 1,191 picks made. So, feeling good, looking good. All right, tomorrow, Saturday, before we get to the absolute chaos of Monday, which is going to be incredible, the last day of the regular season, we've got all 30 teams playing. We have, I believe, nine games tomorrow. Uh, we've got Milwaukee going to Detroit. Detroit just cover. That's what they do. But Milwaukee are still out there making sure they keep the two seed. Six and a half point favorites are the Bucs. I might go Detroit plus six and a half. All they do is make you work. And six and a half at home for Detroit just feels like Milwaukee will win it, but it might be a bit of a tough one. Like, Detroit are not good. Milwaukee are. Uh, they might rest one or two of their dudes. Who knows? I'll take Detroit plus six and a half just to say safe. Uh, Washington. They host the Knicks. Now, neither team wants to win this because uh, they're basically tied up in the standings, right? So, this is essentially the difference between who picks higher in the uh, lottery. Bit of a weird one. So, 35-45. They're both on that. Wizards at home. I think... The Knicks will screw up the tanking of this and somehow win this out of nowhere in very silly fashion. So they're half-point underdogs are the Knicks. I'm taking that. Cleveland, they go to Brooklyn. I'm taking the Nets minus 7.5 because the Cavs on their last legs at this point. My sweet baby, Karis Levert, they're going home. Love that. Maybe Jared Allen gets back out there soon too, but Brooklyn's 7.5-point favorites. They need to keep winning to stay in that seven eight spot. And this is the old flipperoo this game because guess who's in front of the Nets? In the 7th spot. It's Cleveland! So Brooklyn win this. They're in the 7th. They're in the driver's seat for the 7th spot. They knock the Cavs down. Brooklyn get to host a playing game. Uh, So I'm going to take the Nets minus 7.5. I think KD and Kyrie come out and smash it. Houston go to Toronto. The Raps after a big, big, big game against Philly today. Um, They're in the five spot. They're two games clear of the Bulls. I think Houston cover this one. 14.5 point underdogs they are in Toronto. Houston just sort of stick around with teams sometimes. Toronto are usually pretty good at just making sure that that doesn't happen. But on a back-to-back, even at home, I think the Rockets will make this a little bit closer than you'd think. And uh, they might still lose, but they'll cover the 14 and a half. Atlanta, they go to Miami. They're two and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take that. I think Miami might just take the foot off the gas just a little bit. Atlanta still fighting for the playoff setting as well. They're tied with the Nets, don't forget. I think the Hawks can win this one. So give me the plus two and a half for the Hawks in Miami. Look. They're going to try to score. If Miami can keep up, Miami will probably win it. But Atlanta, maybe they just pull one together here. Chicago! They host Charlotte. This game is hell tough to pick. I'm going to go with Chicago minus two and a half, though. Uh, The Hornets, just not a back-to-back. Traveling again, going to Chicago. I'll just have to take the Bulls. I don't like it. They've been playing up and down. But they're still in the fight for the 5-6. So give me the Bulls, minus two and a half. Portland, 17 and a half point underdogs in Dallas. This might be an absolute belting by Dallas, but 17.5 is just a lot. Portland on a run of back-to-back, though. Might have to go Dallas. Minus <laughs> 17.5. Oh, it sucks thinking the team has to win by 18, but either way, give me Dallas. Phoenix go to Utah. Phoenix having wrapped up the one spot. Uh, Utah still fighting for the five. Uh, and, you know, trying to avoid the nugs behind them in the six. So give me the Yaz minus three and a half at home against the Suns. And finally, OKC tomorrow take on the Lakers. Lakers on a back-to-back. Eight-and-a-half point underdogs Other the Thunder. <sighs> I might go the Thunder. That'd be funny as shit. Um, I think they'll just make it close. I think the Lakers still win. Sunday, you've got Indy going to Philly. Philly need to win out to uh, control their sort of playoff seeding stuff. So give me the Sixers against Philly. Memphis hosts New Orleans. I'll take the Grizzlies just to beat the Pelicans. Pelicans might chill out for that one. Golden State go to San Antonio. Golden State need to keep winning to keep Dallas behind them. Give me the Warriors. Clippers host Sacramento. I'll take the Clippers because the Sacramento Kings, they stink. And then Monday, the last day. That's right, the final day of the regular season of 21-22. All 30 teams playing. We'll get a 5.30 a.m. Eastern Australian time start. 5.30. Brutal. Indy go to Brooklyn. Give me the Nets. Give me the Nets so they can uh, win out and uh, take that 7 seed. Charlotte host Washington. The Wizards of one 2-3 Cancun pretty hard. Give me Charlotte, unless they're uh, locked into the 10 spot and might have to rest their dudes before the play-in, but we'll find that out at the moment. I'm just going to take Charlotte. Millie Wauke okay, go to Cleveland. Uh, the Bucks might have, I don't know if they can, uh, they probably can't actually lock in a seed before then, so give me the Bucks. Atlanta go to Houston. I'll take the Hawks against the Rockets. Boston, Memphis. That is awesome. I'll go the Celtics because they uh, need to sort of stick around in the mess there. Toronto go the Knicks. Give me the Raptors. They're just a better team than the uh, 1-2-3 Cancun Knicks. Miami go to Orlando. The Heat could roll out their second team and probably beat Orlando at the moment. Detroit go to Philly. Oh, boy, Philly. Who knows what's going to happen there, but I'll take the Sixers. Minnesota host Chicago. Give me the Wolves. Dallas hosting San Antonio. Amazing vibes there. Uh, Dallas obviously needing to keep on winning, Give me them against the Spurs. Denver hosts the Lakers. Denver need to keep winning too, so I'll take them. Clippers over the Thunder. Golden State over the Pelicans. Uh, Sacramento at Phoenix, I'll take the Suns. And Utah at Portland, I'll take the Jazz, obviously. 15 games on Monday. Absolutely amazing. It's going to be chaos. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Monday to wrap it all up for you. How good's that? What a week this has been. The last full week of the regular season. Last weekend right now. So I'll wrap all that up for you on Monday with weekend winners and losers. All the good stuff. We'll do our season awards on Tuesday. It's going to be awesome. Unreal. So make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter. Face the IG. all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia with myself and Gaz Adam with World Wrestling Australia over on YouTube. Go check that out. F-W-C-I-E on Twitter as well. Australia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on. Do it. Do it now! I don't ask for much, but a rating and review would be very nice. Thanks, guys. Knowable! Download the Knowable app, banging the code STRAE, get 20% off, and big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats, their album, running out of time is out now. And big thanks always go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green Green Green, and Dozes for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Down Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes, follow your bands. Do it. NBA Australia supports Australian band so should you. All right. Fun week. Chaos week. Enjoyed my little day off on Tuesday. Thanks to CAA, but either way. Uh, we will be back on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Get on the tins. And later, Hosen.
1: With Bainesy is filmed in front of a live socially distanced audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainesy with your host, Aaron Bangers (laughs) Baines. All right, all right. G'day. Oh, it's good to see the smattering of you here in this studio. This is amazing. It's nice to see you're all wearing your face mask and you're all socially distanced. Oh, that's beautiful, it is. But the best part is, this is Cooking with Baines in. I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. And look, in this here very special socially distanced episode, I'm going to get you to whip up an absolute treat. That's right, it's one of my all time Aussie favourites. You can have it whenever. It's probably the best slab of meat you'll ever bloody eat, because that's right. It's the secret Banger's Brisket Barbie Bonanza, straight out of Texas, you little ripper. Texas, Australia, I'll tell you what. That's right, I love me a big old slab of brisket, cooked up on the Barbie for about eight years. Oh in this case, about eight hours. And it's oozy as, mate. You might think it's a bit complicated, but there's nothing less complicated than just cooking some meat, And if you really do it properly and get all your sides bang on, it'll help you keep up this physique, you know what I'm talking about. All right, so let's get stuck in. It is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your butcher, ask him for his best bit of brisket. You might have to call ahead or even ask him. Just walk past a few days beforehand, whatever. It's bloody worth it. Get the best brisket you can. Then you duck over to the soupy. Get your gear for your spice mix. Now, this is banger spice mix. Brown sugar, paprika, onion, garlic, salt, some mustard, some cumin, and a bit of black pepper. And you're laughing. Get some gear for your sauce. You need some vinegar, some ketchup, or as I call it, tomato sauce, Worcestershire sauce, garlic, and some of those spices. Just toss them in. Go fucking mad. Now, get some uh, sides. Load up with your sides at the soupy, some green beans, some mac and cheese, a thing of Carl slaw. plenty of potatoes to get more whipped than my mate Simo when he was with that Kardashian. There you go. Now, fire up your Barbie. Get her up to a nice even 120. Look, you can use charcoal. You can use gas. It doesn't bloody matter. If you're using charcoal, throw in some tasty, you know, wood chips in there for some smoky flavor if you want. I personally don't give a fuck, mate. You can just chuck it on the grill. Just Gas, it doesn't matter, mate. Just, uh, now, mix your spices together. Mix them all up. There you go. Now, rub them in all over your brisket. Now, some people like to cut the fat back. You can just leave it on. doesn't matter. Just rub it all in nice and even like you massage massaging a big mate bogey's hammy after a big game. Oh, he gets you to do it and it's fucking gross. I'll tell you what. But anyway, let her sit there for a bit if you want after you've rubbed that all in. Nice looking, uh, tasty, big slab of meat. Leave it, you know, half an hour to an hour, whatever. She's right there, bang her on. Just bang her on the barbie, close the lid, bit of foil underneath it, and away you go. Let that bastard cook for 8 to 10 hours. Simple. I mean, in the meantime, just keep an eye on the temperature. Crack a slab. Check the internal temperature of the meat every so often. Water around 75 degrees once she's cooked. Neck a bunch of tins. Watch some footy. Then with about an hour until she's good, get to work on your sides. Whip your potatoes. Cook your greens, your mac and cheese. Dump your coleslaw out. Put it all on some nice little plates so it all looks nice and neat. It'll look special as rip the brisket out, sit there for an hour, bang. Bob's your bloody uncle. Look at this, just oh, I'm just slicing it open. Look at that bloody brisket. That is bloody mouthwatering, that is. Mate, you can put it on sliders or you can just eat it raw dog. It doesn't matter. I'm going to slice this up, put it on a plate. Bob's your bloody Barbie loving uncle. It is awesome. My friends, this is an absolute bloody ripper of a banger's brisket barbie bonanza. It is delicious, and it'll dead set impress all your mates and all the Sheilas. Don't you worry about that. All right, so am <laughs> just getting stuck in. This is bloody delicious. Do it at home yourselves. You'll have hoops left over to take to work for lunch. Whatever, mate. You will love it. Just look how bloody look! I've cooked enough for all of you. Say so you're gonna love it. There you go. All right, tune in next week to NBA Australia for a new recipe, and we will see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Beanzy.